0: These companies that are massively producing food products are selling safer versions to other countries and choosing, even though they already have the formulas to make them safer, they absolutely will not do it and are continuing to sell the toxic versions in the United States by choice. Why? because it's cheaper. Hey there, my name is Wendy and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized, but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low toxin. What's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode 39 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. I am your host, Wendy. Today's episode is so fun because my worlds are colliding. I'm going to talk about a piece of legislation that was just passed and a question that a listener had. So if you don't know, I have an ask me anything voicemail. You can leave me a voicemail and you can ask me any question you want. And I will answer it on the podcast. So today's question comes from Melissa. And she says, I've seen social media influencers all over saying that Skittles were banned in California. Is that actually true? And no, no, it's not. That that was fake news. It's not true. In fact, it's interesting. There was a bill that was passed. And I'm going to go into detail about it because it's about food additives and safety. And I think it's a really cool topic to talk about but every single one of the ingredients that were banned in this bill not a single one of them is in skittles so skittles aren't even affected by this food additive ban whatsoever and the reason why there's so much confusion on this topic is because the original introduced version of this bill did at one point include a ban on titanium dioxide which is in skittles skittles are well known for using titanium dioxide And, you know, it kind of stuck. It's funny, though, that it stuck because the bill was introduced and literally titanium dioxide was struck from the bill almost immediately. Like as this has been going through the California legislature, titanium dioxide has not been a part of it. And so it's really interesting to me that that stuck. So if you are on social media and you see this being talked about, I think it's a really good lesson in being discerning. Because when last I checked, there was a really popular account that shared this. And I think there was 68,000 shares from that single post that was full of tons of misinformation. So it goes back to not everything you read on the internet is true. In fact, I won't say most. A lot of the things you read on the internet are not true. So having really good critical thinking skills, doing research for yourself, knowing where to go, knowing what questions to ask is really important. But I do think this bill is super cool, and I want to walk you through it because it's all about food additives that are illegal and have been illegal, some of these for many, many years, in the European Union. But these are food additives that are perfectly legal and used in food in America today. So what exactly does this bill do? So AB 418, was introduced and recently signed by the governor of California. And what it does is it prohibits four food additives. One of them is what we call BVO or brominated vegetable oil. Some people say brominated, brominated. Y'all know I cannot pronounce these things. It's fine. It's BVO. The second one is potassium bromate. The third one is a propylparaben. And then the fourth one you may be familiar with. It's red dye three. And this bill was a joint venture between the Environmental Working Group and Consumer Reports. And I've talked a lot on my social media about how I don't love the Environmental Working Group's Skin Deep database and the way that they rate products. I don't think it should be something you should rely on, but the Environmental Working Group, as a lobbyist arm for environmental causes and toxins regulation... They're amazing. In fact, they were the ones that pushed the Toxin-Free Cosmetic Act that worked to push in back in 2020 in California. They're phenomenal. So this is one of their initiatives. Let's quickly run through why these four additives are being banned and why you should already be avoiding them in your food to begin with. So BVO is used pr- primarily in citrus-flavored sodas, so soft drinks that are citrus flavored, orange-flavored sports drinks, and also some like fruit punch type beverages. And the whole reason for using this ingredient is to prevent separation during distribution. So it keeps everything together, basically, in the liquid. There are a lot of studies that show it harms the nervous system, thyroid, and reproduction. BVO is banned in the European Union, as well as in India and China. And this is going to be a common theme in today's episode, but companies that are selling their products in the European Union in these other countries, they're already making the same products with different safer ingredients and selling them in other countries. And then they're selling the toxic crap to Americans. And this is super common, whether it's cosmetics, whether it's food, whether it's beverages, these companies that are massively producing food products Are selling safer versions to other countries and choosing, even though they already have the formulas, to make them safer. They absolutely will not do it and are continuing to sell the toxic versions in the United States by choice. Why? Because it's cheaper, because these ingredients are cheap to produce. Are you reading labels, but you don't even really know what you're looking at, let alone know which ones are toxic? And wondering if you really need to spend 8 bucks on an all-natural cleaner made of nothing but vinegar. And how much of this marketing is just a bunch of greenwashing anyway? If you're confused, you are in good company. That was me when I first started detoxing my home. But now I've helped hundreds of families do it simply and without the overwhelm using my Tossing the Toxins roadmap. The best part? It is completely free. I wanted to create the perfect toxin-free cheat sheet. And then give it away to anyone who wanted it. The roadmap walks you through what areas to focus on first that will give you the best bang for your health buck. You can download what I call the Toxic 20, which is my top 20 ingredients to avoid right to your phone. It's jam-packed full of easy-to-follow steps on embracing a low-tox life. My only goal was to make it simple, like crazy simple you're ready to start detoxing your life, go download your free roadmap at www.tossingthetoxins.com. Okay, the second one is potassium bromate, and you're mostly going to find potassium bromate if you're looking at breads or baked goods. It's been found to be carcinogenic, and not only is it banned in the EU, it's banned in Argentina, Brazil, Nigeria, South Korea, Peru, Sri Lanka, China, and India. I mean, really, China. Is like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. But in the United States, good to go. I also want to mention that even though it's allowed in the United States, it's good to point out that the last time the FDA took a look at this ingredient and reviewed it for safety was 1973. And that's another theme that you'll see throughout, you know, whether it's toxins regulation or food regulation decades. I mean, 73, 1973 was 50, almost 50 or 30. I can't do math. 50 years ago. It was 50 years ago. We have not looked at the safety of this ingredient in 50 years. Why? Why have we not done that? You're actually going to learn why if you listen to the end of this episode. So hang with me. The third ingredient this is going to ban is propyl parabens. And these are used as preservatives and found in processed foods like tortillas or other baked goods, but it's also in shelf-stable icing. So anytime you see those like packets of icing that are pre-made, a lot of times you'll see paraben in those. I know they're in Betty Crocker decorating icing because I've seen them and also some Mexican white corn tortillas. I'll often see it in those as well. This has been banned in the European Union since 2006 because it is a known endocrine disruptor that has reproductive effects at all levels tested. And the last time the United States took a look at whether or not this ingredient was safe was 1977. The fourth ingredient this is going to ban is red dye number three. And if you're a parent out there, I am sure you have heard about artificial dyes and its impact, neurological impact on kids. Red dye number three is a synthetic dye derived from petroleum and it's used to color food products and mostly candy. But it's also fine in cookie, decorating, like icing. You'll see it a lot in that as well. There's an interesting history here because it's not allowed in the European Union with the exception of cocktails or candied cherries, but it comes with a warning label that it causes hyperactivity in children. And what's interesting about the United States is back in 1990, the United States banned red dye number three from being allowed in cosmetics or any externally applied Drug. They banned it. So you can't make a product and put it on your skin. So you can't make an eyeshadow or a lipstick and use red dye number three specifically, but you can eat it, which makes no sense whatsoever. And they haven't reviewed this and gone back and reviewed the safety of it in food since 1982. The fifth ingredient, which was stripped from the bill and is not going to be banned but was in the original proposed bill is titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide is used as a white colorant. So you're going to find it a lot in yogurts. It's also used in candy. So Skittles, that's where it got that name. That's why everyone says this, you know, bill is a ban on Skittles. Kraft cheddar shredded cheeses uses it as well. And then you're also going to find this in tampons. Even like L brand, organic brand from Target uses titanium dioxide in tampons, which is why I don't recommend it. The main issue with titanium dioxide in food is that it often contains nanoparticles, which can lead to damage of DNA, and then that eventually leads to cancer. The European Union just banned titanium dioxide in food last year. So 2022 is when they said we're no longer going to allow this in foods. So all the companies, including Skittles Everyone who is selling food in the European Union, they've taken titanium dioxide out of their ingredients. They already have a recipe to sell their products without it. The FDA in the United States has not taken a look at the safety of titanium dioxide in food products since 1966. Now from somebody looking from the outside, this like this should have been a slam dunk. This bill with all five of those ingredients should have been an absolute slam dunk. What possible reason would you have for not passing this law? Now, remember, as I was going through all of those ingredients, I was talking about the last time the FDA actually studied them for safety. Keep that in the back of your mind when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. So this bill is what we call double referred bill. So in each house that it has to pass, it had to go to two separate committees. It had to go to a health committee as well as a environmental toxins committee. And throughout this process, there was massive opposition. The Consumer Brands Association, the International Association of Color Manufacturers, the National Confectioners Association, and the American Bakers Association, along with about 25 other corporate interests that represent, so these are the associations that represent the big food manufacturers. All of these food manufacturers pay these associations to be a part of these associations, and then these associations lobby on behalf of big food. And this is what these (laughs) lobbyists said. They said that the federal government has a comprehensive food safety process that reviews food additives. And that all five of these food additives have been, quote, this is a quote, thoroughly reviewed by the federal and state systems and many international scientific bodies and continue to be deemed safe. What a bunch of bullshit. I mean, absolute and total bullshit. I just read to you all of the countries that they already currently ban these products. And these companies and these associations know that they're already making safer versions overseas. So it is not a leap to think that they could just roll out those same recipes to the whole rest of the United States. I also do want to point out that California spends a lot of money doing its own safety research separate from the FDA and separate for the federal government. They have an entire regulatory arm called the Office of Environmental Health Hazard Assessment. And leading up to this bill being introduced, they actually released a report that took a look at a two-year multifaceted evaluation of seven different synthetic food dyes that are approved by the FDA and what impacts they have on humans as well as laboratory animals. They also did an extensive review on all the data and scientific literature and peer-reviewed studies that are out there currently on food dyes and kids and behavioral issues. And what they concluded was that overall, their own studies, as well as taking a look at other studies that are out there, human studies indicate that synthetic food dyes are associated with adverse neurobehavioral outcomes in children, and that children vary in their sensitivity to synthetic food dyes. They did multiple challenge studies where they removed food dyes from kids' diet and then reintroduced them and focused on the behavior aspect. Those studies demonstrate clearly that some kids are more adversely affected by synthetic food dyes than others. And then animal studies indicate synthetic food dyes affect activity, memory, learning, changes in neurotransmitters in the brain, and they cause microscopic changes in the brain structure. They also point out that when the FDA approved synthetic dyes, their acceptable daily intake in food for synthetic food dyes were based on 35 to 70 year old studies that were not designed to detect the type of behavioral issues that have been observed in children. Now in the European Union, there are warning labels other than some dyes being completely banned. There are warning labels on food that this causes hyperactivity in children. So the argument that these associations are making that there's plenty of regulation these have been been deemed safe it's not just I mean it's a lie. it's not even true and i'm I'm reading directly from public documents, you guys like th- this is what they say now something else about this bill is that the original bill that was introduced would have required manufacturers of these foods to comply with these ingredient bans by 2025 which is about a what, a year and a few months away. And they they convinced California that, you know what? We can't do that. We need until 2027. We need, you know, four years to figure out how to do this. But they're already doing it in the European Union. They already know how to do it. But California relented and they gave them the extra time. So this ingredient ban doesn't include titanium dioxide and also gives companies until 2027 to comply So you still need to read your food labels. And I just have to laugh because when you look at the list of the people who um, were fighting for this bill, that were supporting this bill, that wrote letters, that showed up at hearings, that testified, you know, we're talking about breast cancer research associations. We are talking about alliances for nurses. We're talking about the OBGYNs Association, the American Nurses Association. And all of the people who were opposed read like a bunch of corporate giants, the California Grocers Association, the Chamber of Commerce, the League of Food Producers, the Retailers Association. And I'm not knocking on business. That, like, I Listen, I own a business. This isn't about coming down on business. This is about coming down on big food when their sole focus is their profit. And I think that's the point I want to make is, am I really happy that California did this? Yes. Should they have had to? No. Our federal government should already be regulating all these ingredients. But because these associations and big food is so powerful and they have so much money that pours into our legislators, that is why these things haven't even been tested by our government or re-looked at for safety for some of them up to 50 years. And this is why I focus so much on personal responsibility and education because nobody's looking out for your health. The only one Looking out for your health is you. So I hope that clears all of this up. Skittles are not being banned. In fact, Skittles don't use any of those four ingredients. They use red dye number 40 and literally six other synthetic dyes, but red three is not one of them. So they're not even going to be touched by this. The last thing that I want to mention is the foods that are using these products, when they do finally start selling something in California that in 2027, it is unlikely that they will actually just default to their safer ingredients that are required of them in the European Union. They will probably default and create recipes that still have toxic ingredients in them and replace them with something that is still probably not great for you. So avoiding processed food, breads, baked goods, icings, that kind of stuff, that's just a good health practice in general. All right, I hope that settles it and I hope now you can go on the internet and say, actually, Skittles is not banned, that is fake news. I hope you learned something and I'll see you back here next week. You, my friend, have officially finished another episode of the Detox Dilemma podcast. And if you want more, head over to wendycatherine.com to get all the show notes and links to discount codes from our amazing partners. If you're looking for something specific to help you detox your home, make sure you check out my toxin-free shopping guide at toxinfreeshoppingguide.com. It's organized by category and makes detoxing your home simple. I'll see you next week and until then, I hope your life is getting just a little less toxic.